Jennings from Austin, Texas, and welcome to Leadership Subject Matters, podcast with leadership subjects that matter. Hi, I'm Terry Kaler, your leadership coach and host of the show. This is episode number seven, and today's topic is layoffs and how to avoid those dreaded events. The COVID-19 global pandemic has taken its toll on all of us. It has impacted our economy, our families, educational institutions, our daily routine, and in many cases, our health. Millions of people have been infected by the virus and hundreds of thousands have lost their lives as a result. Unemployment rates have reached record high levels and many companies continue to cut back on spending in order to preserve cash. Layoffs for many are imminent. As dire as this might sound, all is not lost. During this episode, I will be discussing some actions you can take to reduce the likelihood of losing your job and some things you can do as a leader to keep people focused and engaged. My heart goes out to all of you who have already been impacted. I hope the information I provide here will help you during this crisis and time of need. As a reminder, you can find the written version of this podcast on my website at tkaler.com. There, you will also find some additional material on other leadership and personal development topics. You can subscribe to this show on all the popular podcasting directories. To get a complete list of where to listen, just visit my website and choose subscribe to podcasts from the menu bar. Let's get started. There's going to be layoffs. How many times have you heard this phrase on the news or at your place of employment? The news is unsettling and many people find it difficult to navigate through this difficult situation. Although we're in unprecedented times, there are actually many reasons why companies elect to go through this painful process. Reductions in the workforce can happen as a result of mergers, acquisitions, economic downturns are a major driver, Shifts in industries often result in layoffs. Outsourcing of jobs is another reason companies might do that. And right-sizing due to overspending is also touted as a reason why companies might eliminate cost. Regardless of the reason, hearing about potential layoffs can cause fear that spreads like wildfire throughout the organization. The fear is real. The question is, how can you survive those dreaded events? Personnel reductions were too frequent during my time as a corporate executive. Layoffs were one of the hardest things I encountered during my career. The pain and discomfort I felt was nothing compared to the uncertainty and agony of those that were impacted by these actions. There is no amount of repetition that makes it easier or less painful. I was always concerned about the impact on employees and their families. The reality is that, as a percentage of the whole workforce, relatively few employees are at risk. These events almost never involve 100% of the workforce, and most often they're limited to 5 or 10% of the employee base. In some cases, the percentages are higher. Despite the low numbers, most people feel certain that it's their turn. Most companies have developed robust processes to select candidates for a workforce reduction. Low-performing employees are a common starting point. Managers will be asked to select low-performing individuals for consideration. 
emphasis is placed on those with a history of low performance. There are other considerations such as span of control or the employee to manager ratio, duplicate roles, expense scaling where one group or function grew expenses faster than revenue, and also job ratios, say the number of support staff to sales ratio. There are times when a series of jobs or even an entire department are chosen for elimination. In these cases, performance is not much of a factor and some of the individuals affected may actually be good performers. This scenario is very common when a company merges with another company, a company acquires another business, a company decides to outsource a function, automation is implemented, or the company decides to discontinue a product or a service. Regardless of the reason, there's some actions that you can take to lower your risk of being laid off. There is no magic solution that will keep someone off the list, but here are five things you can do to reduce that risk. Number one, maintain an excellent track record of performance. This is the primary action you can take to reduce your risk of being laid off. Being within the top 50% of a group or work type is good, but being in the top 20% is even better. Striving for and achieving greatness will likely be rewarded and it will help reduce the odds of you being part of that layoff. One way to make sure your performance does not slip is to focus on the things you can control. Things like your daily work, the projects you lead, and the commitments you have made. Number two, network across groups or departments to maintain relationships with people who may hire you in the event of a reduction. Often, the impacted individuals are given a chance to find another role within the company. This is especially true for high-performing individuals. Keep your network informed about your skills, career ambitions, and employment status. Doing so may provide you opportunities in a moment of need that you might not have otherwise had. Number three, some departments are at a higher risk than others for reduction. Choose a department that has a lower risk to reduce the chances of being laid off. Each industry is different, so it's worth evaluating where historical layoffs have taken place and what departments tend to be safer havens. Number four, mind your personal brand as a way to stay off the dreaded list. You might want to listen to my podcast on personal product management. There, I provide some tips on how to manage your brand and how to create a positive image in the eyes of the people you work with. Some of the highlights of the podcast that are worth mentioning is to mind your body language, pay attention to how you communicate, maintain a positive attitude, stay away from the water cooler talk, and be aware of committing any unforced errors. Remember that people are watching and you want to convey the behaviors that will enhance your brand and reduce the risk of losing your job. Number five, it's also a good idea to prepare in advance in the event a layoff occurs. Keep your resume updated, open a special savings account for a layoff nest egg with enough money to provide a cushion during the job searching phase and create a detailed plan of action to outline the post layoff next steps. These are all great ways to be prepared and reduce stress. If you are impacted, you may not be thinking clearly, 
and having a plan at the ready will help you focus on the right tasks. Leading through a crisis is one of the hardest things for people in leadership roles to do. Events like the one we're going through today separates leaders from managers. There are some actions that can help minimize the team's anxieties and help the team navigate through uncertain times. Here are eight things you can do as a leader to lead your team through a crisis. Number one, be prepared. As leaders, it's important that we prepare ourselves well for this situation. We need to have a good attitude, we need to make sure we understand what we're going to say, and we need to have our act together. If we say and do the right things, that will help elevate morale and confidence among the team. Number two, be proactive. It's always better to communicate proactively to your team. Get ahead of the situation and open the lines of communication right away. People will create their own beliefs in the absence of information. Be authentic in your communication and avoid going overboard with cheerleading. Stick to the facts as you know them and avoid making promises you know you won't be able to keep. Number three, be empathetic. As leaders, it's important that we relate to what the team is going through. The best way to do this is to connect with them on a personal level and acknowledge the fear and help them understand that the shock and anxiety of the situation is acceptable. Be prepared for the emotional and physical reactions that might come from each employee and realize that some unwanted behaviors might arise as a result. People have to deal with this situation and some may choose to withdraw while others lash out. Leading with empathy and compassion will help diffuse some of those behaviors. Number four, be visible. Be aware of your own personal reaction to the situation. Maintain a high level of visibility and engagement with your team. My advice is to oversteer in these areas. The more visible you are and the more engaged you become, the more comfort they will feel. Number five, be accessible. In addition to being visible, it's important to let the team know that you're available if they need someone to talk to. In some cases, you may want to set aside some time specifically for chatting. One customer I'll work with sets up time where anyone can come and have a conversation. In some cases, multiple people show up and it helps everyone understand that many people are going through the same thing. Number six, be honest. Optimism has its place, and I advocate that we should strive to be optimistic as often as possible. We should also recognize that adding honesty along with our optimism will increase our level of credibility. We can't ignore the fact that something is going on or that something may happen. We also can't promise that everything is going to be okay. We need to be realistic and help our teams navigate through the situation with trust. If we lose credibility, we lost trust. Number seven, be thankful. Recognize and thank our team for the work they do. Find ways to recognize people in more meaningful ways beyond the standard recognition programs. Think about making a call and thanking someone personally, sending them a handwritten note for a job well done, or recognizing them publicly during an all-hands session. All of these actions will help motivate the team, it will build confidence in the individual, 
and it will help the team through the situation. Lastly, number eight, be focused. One of the most important actions is to focus on the things you can control, and it's also important to make sure the team focuses on the things they can control. Help them prioritize their work and guide them through the process. This will serve to take everyone's mind off the gloom and doom and focus their time on productive actions. So what can you do if you're laid off? Being part of a reduction in force is a traumatic event that touches you, your family, and your close relationships. It's a serious matter that requires careful actions following the event. The following are some of the things you can do to alleviate the situation and get back on track. Number one, prioritize your actions and use a rational mindset to make decisions during this difficult time. Avoid making emotional decisions that you might regret later. Number two, most companies offer packages to those involved in a reduction. Besides monetary compensation, companies may offer counseling sessions, career planning assistance, resume building workshops, financial planning, or even skills training. Leverage these benefits even if a new job is lined up already. Number three, don't panic and remember to be patient. Finding the right job can take some time. Letting desperation settle in may influence the type of job being considered or it may hinder the interview mindset. Number four, leverage that layoff nest egg I spoke about earlier to buy some time and make the right choices. It's important to come to terms with what has happened and take some time to deal with the emotional side of the event. Number five, when ready, define a direction, update the resume, reach out to your network, create new relationships by networking with influential people, leverage social media, and engage recruiting agencies. Be bold in your approach. And finally, stay optimistic. It may be difficult to maintain a positive outlook during these times, but finding a way to keep the energy levels and optimism high will pay off during the job search process. Being laid off is a very impactful moment in people's lives. Making sure to take the necessary precautions to avoid it can reduce stress and increase the chances of a long and successful career. If impacted, know that there are things you can do to get back on track. Sometimes these are defining moments that help us understand what is really important in our lives. I hope this podcast has been useful and that you will find a way to protect yourself and reduce your odds of losing your job. Drop me a note and let me know if this was helpful to you. Now it's time for questions. As a reminder, you can submit questions through my website. Simply go to tkater.com and choose Ask Terry from the menu bar. Now let's get to some questions on this topic. Question number one, should I be making a career change during times of uncertainty? Well, the best time to make a career change is when the economy is robust and the job opportunities are plenty. It's best to be the new person on the team during low periods of uncertainty. Conversely, when the economy is down, it's best to stay in a role where you are viewed as the expert and where you might be the top performer on the team. That said, if you feel like your current role 
department, or company is under significant threat of elimination, then you need to do what is best for you and your family. Those conditions might warrant you looking for other, more secure roles, departments, or companies. Every downturn has new opportunities, so your situation may be different based on where you are and where you want your career to go. Question number two. I'm a good performer, but I don't have the best relationship with my boss. What can I do to avoid getting on the list? This is a tricky one because building relationships takes time, especially those based on trust. That said, it's never too late to start. You might consider the following approach. Bring a little courage and humility to the next meeting with your manager. Initiate a conversation about your relationship status and that you want to improve it. Lay out some of the benefits that have improved relationship. Let them know some of the things you're committing to do differently and ask your manager what other things you should consider changing. You might be surprised how your manager will handle this conversation. Most often, they will see your willingness to be vulnerable as a strength and they will open up as well. Thanks to those people that submitted those questions. Remember that you can ask questions by visiting my website at tkaylor.com and look for the Ask Terry option off the main menu. I'll be happy to answer any question you ask in an upcoming episode. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can find others like it, and you can subscribe to these podcasts by visiting my website as well. Choose subscribe to podcasts from the menu. You will see a few options, including iTunes, Spotify, Google, and Android. I would also be honored if you could write a review for this episode or the series on your favorite podcast subscriber site. It would help me out a lot, and it will provide me the needed information from which to make adjustments. Once again, thank you, and have a great day. You've been listening to Leadership Subject Matters, podcasts with leadership subjects that matter.